Okay. <clears throat> what kind of noise was that? Welcome to the Nerd of God cast. My name is Tony T, and uh, Tory Line is a hamster <laughs> drinking from one of those little upside-down hamster bottles right now. Um, there's really no way to, to fully appreciate it without being here in the studio. But oh it is perhaps the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. All I want to do right now is take out a personal loan and buy her a big exercise wheel to run in. Or one of those little clear plastic bubbles. Um, Alright, well welcome to the Nerdy Godcast. My name is Tony D and uh, this is one of our one-shot episodes. Sort of a little mini fun-sized episode. Not a full-blown uh, hour and a half long deal, but just, uh, just a few minutes where we get together and chat and talk. And uh, normally uh, we'll do these things. I'll, I'll either kind of fly solo or we've got, uh, you know, we'll bring in a special guest. But today we have our Nerd of Godcast crew. Uh, at least uh, 75% of them. So, uh, to my left is the uh, the main man. Uh, let's give it up for, with me as always, producer Steve-O. Bangarang, everybody. Oh my goodness, Steve. <laughs> You're the worst. And, <laughs> and uh, of course, the lovely Tori Line. Hi. Yeah. Um, Tori, have you been uh, shotgunning Pangalactic Gargle Blasters? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, it's been a very, it's been a long week. It has been a long, it's been a long day. This. It's it been a long week a long of days day. and yes. day of weeks. It feels like it was, last Sunday was eight years ago. But we are missing the big man, uh, Quentin Neff. Uh, it's, uh, it's a heartbreaking thing to not have him with us because he really brings a lot of fun and uh, enthusiasm to the team. But he is not here because he's being heroic. He is taking care of his grandma tonight, which is a pretty awesome thing for Neff to do. You go, dude. So we miss you and we love you. In fact, you know what? We can't do a show without you. Call Neff. Calling Quentin Neff. We're gonna we're gonna call him up right now oh, and uh, put him on the show. What technology? That's right. I'm using the Siri. You you may not be able to hear him, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna make it where we can talk to Neff. <coughs> Hello. Quentin Gregory Neff. You are uh, you're live on the Nerdic Podcast, man. How you doing, buddy? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, you. Uh, we we were just talking about you, man. It wouldn't be a wouldn't be a show without you. We're here doing a little fun sized one shot episode, just talking about the movie yeah. we watched tonight. And uh, you were really bummed that you couldn't come see the movie, right? But it's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, we haven't we haven't even talked about it yet, but uh, we we certainly didn't want to get together and put our voices out there without lending your voice to the party. So uh, give a, a big hey howdy hey to our listeners out there. Hey howdy hey. That's that's well, there you go as yeah. <laughs> specifically as ordered. Uh, hey man, we love you. We miss you. Just wanted to uh, to give you some props and give you a shout, man. Maybe we'll uh, throw some fun surprises in. So make sure you tune in to this when it comes out on Tuesday. I will. I will. Thank okay. you very much. I appreciate it. All right, bro. Take care of your grandma. And taking care of grandma makes you like the good guy now. Like we can never unbrand you as sort of like the good guy. Was good guy now. <laughs> Was he a, was he a bad guy? Was he a bad? He wasn't a bad guy before, but okay. you know, you, when when you get into a little boy band like this, you know, it, it only takes a minute before you find out who the bad boy is and who the cute one is and who the, you know the whatever. So can now, I be the bad boy? You were definitely the bad boy. Yes, I'm, I'm the cute one. So <laughs> now we know that Stephen is the cute one. <laughs> Stephen is the uh, the Donnie Wahlberg of our little new kids on the block here. But uh, yeah, but Neff, now you're the good guy, man. So uh, from your right. from your friends of the Nerdy Guide cast, thanks for being one of the good guys. For sure, dude. We'll talk to you next time, man.
Uh, well, we're going to, uh, we just, uh, Neff, as we mentioned, we just had our very first uh, Nerd of God cast presents a night at the movies. We got together here uh, on the campus of Sanctuary Church in the uh, in the other side theater over there. And uh, we had a screening of, actually, it was a really fun, fun thing that we did. We brought a whole bunch of movies and we uh, we strung the DVDs up. Uh, and then we gave everyone suction cup Nerf guns and let them shoot at the movies that, uh, you know, and whichever ones got hit were the ones. <laughs> I just got a text from Neff. Hashtag OTT. <laughs> so, and you, never mind. Moving on. Um, so, whichever ones got hit, actually, it, a hit with a suction cup was a vote, and they were blind, so they did like blind discs, so they didn't know what they were voting for. And we ended up um, getting the most shots for The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, 2005 movie. Uh, great, great movie. What'd you guys think? Uh, it, it was neither of your first time seeing it, was it? It was my first time seeing oh, it. Oh, you'd never seen it before? For real? No, yeah, well, because I wanted to read the books first. Oh, okay. So, and I have the books. It just takes me nine years to read a book. This is one of the very few movies that I would completely recommend watching first and then reading the books. I'm glad I did because because yeah. I, I started reading it. I, I I'm glad that I read the books before I, I read them. I saw the movie because there was a lot of things, subtle things that were in the movie that they don't really explain or unpack. But if you've read the books, it's kind of like a little nod, a little wink to you. Um, I, I really really did enjoy it. Um, so the, the the book was was great. Uh, now I guess this is one of those things that most people are familiar with, kind of the book first they say oh this is the movie mm-hmm. based on the book but if i'm not mistaken it was written originally as a, a radio show and then they turned it into the book and then they had a tv series a uh, british tv series and then they made it into the movie so it was accurate. yeah it was a, a lot of a lot of different iterations and douglas adams kind of tweaked every single one so they're not none of them are exactly the same there's all different yeah. uh, a- angles and elements to it definitely goes along with the whole theme of Everything. Yeah, There's everything. All these kind of random improbability and randomness and stuff like that. But uh, we invited some friends out to come out for this uh, this screening of the movie, and it was a really good time. We had we had a, a lot of fun. I want to give a shout out to to Nat Lisko. He was the one that asked us about our five uh, favorite video games from a couple weeks ago. Yep. And uh, Nat brought out these uh, amazing uh, paper thin sliced. Uh, plantains that were like they fried. Were oh, I never got one. Oh my Aww, goodness, dude! Steve. It was like a party in your mouth, and everyone's invited. It was so party. delicious. But uh, yeah, good. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, two thumbs <laughs> way up. Way way up. Because they're hitchhiking. Ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> two <laughs> thumbs way way. So up. what's uh, what do you think? We'll we'll take a quick uh, quick turn on this. What do you think is a, a great movie that was based on a book? That, that you've read or you've experienced and you said, oh, I'm so glad that they made this book into a movie. Can you guys think of anything? Uh, can we, like, take some off the table that are obvious? Like what? Like Lord of the Rings. Okay, that, I mean, that's an obvious one. Yeah. And, and, you know, Lord of the Rings was so ambitious. One of the other movies that we had on our uh, potential movies oh, to select yeah. from was, was the the, uh, the the original, like, the animated oh, Hobbit. Oh, the animated Hobbit. The yeah. animated Hobbit. Because I have your DVD version of the that's Hobbit. Right. <laughs> and then one of the girls in our group got really, really excited because she loves Martin Freeman that we had to we had to bring her down. Like, yeah, no, like no, 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 no. Oh, you should, not, you should have let him. You should have let her find one. out the hard yeah, way. This is, this is the ugly Hobbit. This is the, uh, this is the, the terrible. This is one. the one that is like to be continued, and they never continued it, right? <laughs> I don't even know if it was to be continued. It was. Well, <laughs> they never finished it. I, I never finished it. So, oh. uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was that was one of them. But uh, yeah, okay. The Lord of the Rings. I think the Hobbit. Uh, sort of an unfilmable, unshootable movie. Like, who could do that thing justice? And then, of course, Peter Jackson came along and yeah. uh, renewed our faith in humanity and yes, Hollywood. He usually does. Uh, or at least the New Zealand version of Hollywood. Okay, so Lord of the Rings, that, that's an obvious one. Uh, what else? Jurassic Park. Okay. 
I, I saw the movie first because I was three years old when the movie came out. I'll say this. You have to qualify it by having read the book and watched the movie in any order that you want. Okay. I mean, I read the, I mean, I read the books way after, way after I saw the movies. Uh, I think just a couple years ago, I read both of them, uh, that one and The Lost World. Yeah, Lost World. Uh, I will say this. Not, not great. The Lost World book, to me, much better than the movie. Yeah, the movie was. Uh, I went on a I went on a date to see the Lost World movie. It was a first date. Uh, we went to an Italian restaurant. I got ravioli, and then we went to see the Lost World. And uh, man, I'm surprised I got a second date out of that one. It was <laughs> not so, good. My, my brother-in-law loves Michael Crichton and read both those books and was so <laughs> excited for the movie. And when they leave, spoilers, when they leave the island and go to San Francisco, he got up and left the movie theater Aww. because he was so angry that they that they just did that because that wasn't in the books. Okay, Tori, what, what's a um, what's a book to uh, to a movie conversion that you you appreciate? Oh, I don't, there's not that many that aren't like obvious. Like I'm not gonna say Harry Potter. I'm not gonna say Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I don't really want to say Narnia, although I really really do appreciate Liam Neeson as Aslan. I'm gonna oh, tell you, I he think was great. I love the Chronicles of Narnia books. I think they did a fantastic job with that bringing it to a movie. I mean, they they really brought it to life in a wonderful magical way. Yeah, I would say I I didn't like the. Voyage of the Dawn Treader as much as I would have would have liked to. That's I guess. the one I still have never seen. Yeah, it's I've a seen... good it's a good movie, but it's not a good rendition of Voyage of the Dawn Treader. There's a couple that I can think of that that you don't really even necessarily think of as books, um, but uh, I'm familiar with them. Like uh, Princess Bride was. <gasps> yeah. oh, I always forget that that's a book. It was a wonderful book, a really really cool book that really not a lot of people knew about until I the read movie. The book. So, you know, I've watched somebody read the book. The movie was done (laughs) very faithfully to the book, but there's a cool premise in the book that the book is actually kind of like a book about a book. But when when you read the book and and you compare it with the movie, there's so many things that that movie, the people that were in that movie, Hmm. the the actors in that movie brought so much more to the parts that by reading the book after you've seen the movie, it's almost like a disappointment. Uh, Like, okay, one of the the scenes that comes to my mind is Miracle Max, who is Billy Crystal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, he comes out there and he's like, oh, uh, true love, there's nothing greater than true love except for a a nice MLT, a mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomatoes are crispy. You know, Um, but in the book, it says there's nothing right in love except for maybe cough drops, and then that's it. That's what? the whole joke. What? It's like, oh, okay. Well. Yeah, it doesn't. In, it doesn't in the books for Lord of the Rings. Instead of saying you shall not pass, doesn't Gandalf say you cannot pass? I don't remember. I don't, I'm not sure about. I'm not totally sure about that. I mean, I can totally double check. Kind of shall thing. not, cannot. It's well, is it the same kind of thing? It's, yes, Muttonless tomato to cough drops. You shall not pass. You cannot pass. Ladies, ladies, you're both very pretty. <laughs> Tori saves the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be the pretty one. <laughs> uh, an- another one that comes to mind, Sorry. which I-, I really liked. I really liked the movie, and the movie was creepy. The book was super creepy. Was Coraline by Neil Gaiman? Oh, oh see, right. I well, haven't Neil read. Neil or... a creepy guy. <laughs> you know, Neil Gaiman is one of my favorites, dude. I-, I love Neil Gaiman. In fact, the first episode of Doctor Who that I ever saw was uh, the Doctor's Wife, which was written by oh. Neil Gaiman. I was watching Star Trek: The Next Generation so on uh, the- one of the BBC channels. And uh, and when that episode ended, it said, up next, Doctor Who. And I'm like, oh, Doctor Who is the worst. I don't <laughs> want to watch Doctor Who. This show's stupid. I remember Doctor Who from when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. I, uh, when it would come on PBS and it was kind of like, okay, Mr. Rogers is over. And now here's do 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 do
Man, I love and that Doctor music Who. would give me bad dreams when I was a kid. It was what? scary. And here's Tom Baker's head just coming at you through like a you know, star field. He's like, here's the guy. He's coming at you. And I always okay. thought that he was Roger Daltrey from The Who. I have his scarf. Always. The Doctor I, Who? I, when I was a kid, I thought that Roger Daltrey was Doctor Who. I could see that. I, just, I, I always thought he know. was. Uh, which hey, you know that now that I'm thinking about it, that that makes me a pretty cool five year old that I know who the who is. But uh, you know who the Doctor Who and but, who the who is, right? But I and from Whoville, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, you need the, Cindy the, Lou, the the the, the, uh, the Grinch. Yeah. So we we uh, we I was I, Star Trek: the Next Generation was over, and I was watching, and it said uh, the Doctor's Wife, written by Neil Gaiman. And I'm like, Neil Gaiman wrote an episode of Doctor Who. I don't think so, I've seen that episode. So yet. I sat and I watched it, and I went, This is incredible. What a fantastic show. They've they've really raised the bar on this one. And then when it came out on Netflix, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start watching it. So I went back into the Chris Eccleston uh, and thought, that's, that's pretty cool. And then when David Tennant came on, I'm like, I love Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why I still haven't finished season four of Doctor Who is because I don't want David Tennant to go oh, away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never. Each, <sighs> each Doctor, I feel, is very like, like you don't want them to go, but... You like the new one for different reasons. I watched a minute and a half, I guess, of the season nine premiere, which was a bad mistake, but I didn't have anything ruined for me. I just wanted to see what's his name as the new doctor. Which, and, uh, which one? The new guy. Peter Capaldi? Yes. He's Capaldi. great. Peter Capaldi was on the Pompeii episode of Doctor Who. So was and- uh, Amy Pond. I, I, have, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm on season four with David Tennant. Is anybody else secretly in love with Amy Pond? I, I haven't Everybody gotten there yet. Everybody is secretly in love with I secretly am. Is that, uh, what's her name? Is that bald chick from Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, the bald chick from Guardians of the Galaxy, Steven. <laughs> Go back and listen to our last episode. Pearl Power. Is that, is that, the, is that the the lovely bald lady yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy? Stop. Stop. I'm a strong, independent woman. Don't need no hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anyway, uh, so, so anybody else got any other books to movies that you think stand out? Uh, you know, it's been there's been a big uh, a big rush of them lately. Uh, you know, like yeah. kind of the manufactured, cranked out, uh, you know, teen fiction. And oh, here's goodness. the movie version of it. Like you know, as soon as you see like the new book series by so and so, and it's got this sort of mocking Jay looking cover yes. to it. Yeah. It's like, oh, Divergent. How long till that one's a movie? Yes. No, then there That's was um, the what was the one the the Percy Jackson ones were another the, one. Per- yeah. And the Olympians. Yeah. That one? Apparently that it one. bombed really bad. And then, of course, Hunger Games, which is like the hugest movie of all see, time. Now, yeah. I, I knew that they were making... I read the Hunger Games because they're making the movie, so I wanted to read the book first. I thought it would have been fantastic as a TV show. Like, each chapter kind of left you thinking like it was like the end of an episode. Each chapter kind of had to a the, To the Hunger Games. Yes. Now, I saw the Hunger Games. I, I read all three of them. Yeah. I, I saw the first movie. I still haven't seen the second, third, and is the fourth one out yet? No, it comes out in November. Okay, I still haven't seen those ones because I want to watch them, but I can't because my wife will not watch The Hunger Games. I, I she also... She will not. She cannot abide it. She says it's the the too depressing, too frustrating, too, like, upsetting. It's like, I, there's no, there is, there's no, re, like, redeeming point of the plot. No, there's nothing... Have you read the books? I, my mother has read the books. She Hi, loves Becky. them a lot. And she has relayed all of the wonderfully horrible points of each and every story. And there's no, like, silver lining There's ever. nothing. And like I'm even, sorry. I really don't like Katniss. Like, even the best I thing that could have happened. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I think Katniss is a, is a cool character. You know, is she, like, super dynamic? Not really, but she's heroic, to be sure. You she's know? very selfish. 
Uh, you know, well, it starts off with her being selfless. I don't right, and she turns very have, selfish by the end. You know, I think that everybody she's put in the middle of a very selfish situation, and this isn't in defense of Ms. Everdeen, but mm-hmm. um, I, I, this was again not flashbacks to uh, to last week's episode, but it's like, hey, here's this great, tough, heroic, strong, clever, sacrificial, all these great things, and it's like, but at the end, all it comes down to is which boy is she going to end up with. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wow. And you know, I've the Twilight. I don't know anything about Twilight, but it's like, it, look, if if your character's whole entire arch is like, do I like the dead guy or do I like the animal? You know, like <laughs> when, you're, when, when the you have the crux of your life is bestiality or necrophilia. What are you, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think, I think that I think I wanted because when I first, I definitely saw the first um, Hunger Games. I watched the movie. I think I wanted Katniss to be like heroic and likable by the end but by the end she wasn't she was quite the opposite i was just frustrated with her as like a character you, you and know then I, I, I stopped one caring. Of, one of the things that i really liked in the in the third hunger games book which was mockingjay yeah was that the third one um mockingjay to me was a really it shifted gears so hard from the first two which were really kind of about the games itself right and the third one was like war yeah yeah and and to me i pictured the third one and I, as i was reading it i was saying you know what i wish this was instead i wish that i could change the skin on this i wish i could just sort of like change the look of this shift a couple things over and make this like the end of the clone wars like oh. right before Ooh. right before a new hope starts mm-hmm. and katniss is leia and and now you've got this super tough character who like you see why this princess has got a chip on her shoulder. You yeah. see why because right. when we step into the character, she's like you know she gets taken from the Tantive Four and she's you know waiting to be rescued by Luke and Han. But like she's a tough character. Yeah, like do you Leia's know that awesome. Princess Leia is the only character in a Star Wars movie who never misses a shot. Oh snap! (laughs) You know they're doing that though, right? I didn't know that. They're uh, one of their little one-shot movies. Is Rogue One is going to be uh, between uh, Revenge of the Sith? I don't care about the between Revenge of the Sith. I don't care about the Clone Wars. Well, it's it's a it's. But my my point is, I don't care about the Clone Wars. I care about Princess Leia. Okay. And I want to see that character get developed. What's Princess Leia's deal? Why is she like standing toe to toe with Darth Vader? You know, saying, how dare you get up on my my vessel right here? You best step off. And she goes, like, straight, you know, Alderaan ghetto on him. And, uh, but why? Yeah. And you, but, but you see the Republic collapsing around her. And you see war coming to the streets and entire planets falling under the Empire. Like, you can see that she's had to become this fighter. And I thought, oh, my goodness. This was wasted on Katniss Everdeen when this should be right. Leia Organa <sighs> right now. Yeah. So, so the Hunger Games. What's a book that you think that... um that maybe like made a bad movie. Oh my goodness, The Wizard of Earthsea. Okay, what is that? Okay, the so Wizard of of Earth what? Earthsea. There's Earth, okay, there's a uh, really Earthsea. So I thought I like thought she's Earth, no, Earth B. Okay. Okay, like, I thought Anyway, so The Wizard of Earthsea is a trilogy by Ursula K. Le Guin about wizards and it's very super nerdy Dungeons Dragons sort of style thing. My former pastor long ago found the first book in his library when he was cleaning it out. I don't know why he had it, but he gave it to me and I was like, okay, I guess I'll read it. It's got dragon on the front. Why not? So I read it. I'm like, this is the best book ever. Best book ever. And so I read the second, you know, the following two and I'm like, this is freaking awesome. These are well written. The story's great. Cool. And then I find out that Studio Ghibli freaking makes a movie 
Wow. About the Wizard of Earth Sea, and I'm like, dang, I, I gotta see it. You gotta see it. I couldn't get past fifty. Shut up. I couldn't get past the first fifteen minutes. It was horrid. It wasn't even a good like movie. Like, not that it it was it was bad according to the book, but it was a bad movie. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. I never mind. I can't do it. So I have yet to see all of it. I think I got like 20 minutes in. I, I was just, I had to stop. Stephen, what's something that you can think of of a uh, well, book that was uh, made into a poor movie? I mean, I don't I don't want to say the first one that came to mind. It was uh, Abra- the- Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh. <laughs> I, I really... Thought gonna, I thought you were going to say The Bible, because that's been made into a lot of poor movies. Uh, yeah, well. I liked The Prince of Egypt. I love The Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Okay, good, good Bible movies then. The good good Bible movies... Let's let's pull out a couple that were that really really worked. Did you see uh, what was the new one, Son of God? That was kind of based on the. Bible I didn't, TV I didn't see that one. No, it was not bad. We we did a screening of that in our college group, and uh, it wasn't bad. The Jesus was a little pretty, but you know. You know, you gotta have people like be able to watch it. I guess. Yeah, like, that's right. Know, you, know, the, you know, the whole like I'm the Son of God thing, not really appealing in a character. So you gotta give right, him, yeah, you gotta yeah. give him like some hair with with volume and bounce <laughs> and baby blue eyes. Right. Oh, of course. Oh, the God. eyes are as my eyes are as blue as a sky I created. <laughs> there it is. There it is. It's ladies, the son of God. Um, ladies. Uh, oh there was the one. Uh, was it the greatest story ever told? What was the one with Max von Sydow as Jesus? I don't know. Who played the Emperor Ming in Flash Gordon? <laughs> Which, my bad. I saw Flash Gordon before I saw that movie, so I'm just like. It's Ming, you guys. <laughs> it's it's Ming. It's like I don't want to have to cheer against Jesus if Flash Gordon shows up. <laughs> who who was the, what was the one that had Henry uh, Ian Cusick? Oh, that was the Gospel of John. Okay, Henry Ian Cusick was from uh, Lost. Yeah, right? he's Desmond. 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 Brother. brother. Um, what else? There, there Desmond was a, is my constant. You know, maybe the, maybe the, there's not that many. Um, there's the Passion. Passion of I the like Christ. Passion of the Christ. Uh, it's like being punched in the emotions for about an hour and a half, you know. I haven't seen it. My parents bought it. It came out in that weird You've time. You've never seen it. Yeah, I don't. I don't really want to see it. I hear it's very emotional. I don't like seeing visual representation. Like, like a good visual representation of like my best friend dying. Most, like, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like mean? the weird thing for me, like, and I don't know if it's. I don't know what it is about me because in my mind, I'm just always watching. Like this is a movie. I mean, they spoke Arabic like in the entire yeah. movie. Like they like it was very detailed. It gets a little weird at times, and it's not very biblical at times. I don't think like they took a lot of like old like Jewish tradition stuff. Am I am I wrong here? Well, what what was it then? Because I don't remember reading parts should, of that should, in the Bible. Should I should I start w- at the beginning of where you went wrong? They actually spoke Aramaic throughout oh. the whole the whole thing because uh, they wouldn't have spoke Arabic in. Jesus. Well, forgive me for being a little ignorant to the difference between the two. <laughs> you ask. I was going to let it slide. Uh, they spoke Aramaic. There, there was a couple things that were in there. Mel Gibson's uh, faith is very strongly rooted in, in Catholic tradition. So there was a couple things. I actually thought that he did a remarkable job at staying sort of middle of the road. Uh, there was a couple things that they threw in there. Um, one of the the ladies that's really revered in, in the Catholic faith and I, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, uh, where she takes uh, the cloth and she goes and wipes Jesus' face, uh, face as he's on the, the Via Dolorosa and mm. uh, makes an imprint of his face, and that's uh, uh, something that the, the Catholic tradition holds in there. There was also uh, another part that a lot of people don't actually pick up on, where, uh, and I don't know the, the exact details of it, but when they take Jesus, they nail him to the cross, and they pick the cross up, they flip it over, 
and it goes instead of landing on him he actually kind of hovers there suspended in the air for a moment and there's some tradition um if you have a catholic background uh, we'd love for you to uh, to chime in on social media and let us know uh where i might be right or wrong on this but the cross doesn't actually touch the ground like he he hovers above the ground like uh I just always took that as he just never made it all the way down. No, it, well, yeah, like I said, he was very discreet about, you know, he didn't really force that, and it wasn't something that most people pick up on. But uh, that was definitely something that was uh, was included in the movie. I thought The Passion of the Christ was very violent and very gory. Um, I would have really loved to have seen that Jesus done with that level of care and respect uh, for the character expanded out more into to the areas of the ministry where it would really show his love and his his mm-hmm. gentleness and his leadership as opposed to to the sacrifice mm-hmm. but I think for what it was that snapshot of that moment was very it was I mean, it, it makes Schindler's list look like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure uh, as far as the emotional kick punch I can I can handle most movies because the person the pe- the persons portrayed thereof are not real people. And or they're, they're not, not people that you have I some know. connection to. Right. A visual like I can watch Abraham Lincoln get shot easier sure. than I can watch Jesus get crucified. Right. A visual representation of my Savior dying a horrible, painful death. Like, I appreciate, obviously, I'm thankful for what I did. I don't want to see it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's not something I'm emotionally prepared for, and I would rather not. It was a surreal experience. We went to Universal Studios for the screening of it, and they, they you know, they had the whole place booked out for churches and different groups to come in. And we brought a group from our church, and... Uh, I've never experienced anything like that. If you've ever been to the City Walk Theater at Universal, from the parking garage, it's a little bit of a journey to yeah. where the theater is. And when when the movie let out at the end of the, the, the film, the entire auditorium emptied out and nobody spoke. And, and to walk out of a movie in here, nobody spoke. Yeah. We walked all the way back to the car. Nobody said a word. We were absolutely haunted by what we'd just seen. Uh, but I don't think it was in a negative way. It was yeah. really uh, to, to put something like that in the where we, we kind of see it, especially maybe in the Western world, as the very um, uh, clean uh, cut mm-hmm. Easter play. You know, Jesus with a with a, a, a tiny little, you know, quarter inch nail through his, right. you know, through the palm of his hands. And, you know, he's... But not so. Uh, you gotta you gotta re- remember that the Romans were particularly excellent yeah, at developing at, painful at ways to kill people. people. They make it linger. Yeah, they they are taking their sweet time, and um, you know, to see that and to see, uh, like you said, Tori, the personal pause part of it, which is, this was done for me. This was done yeah. for me. And uh, there's a part in that movie where, to me. It was the below the belt part. It was the part that I said, you know what, Mel Gibson, you you cheated, sir. <laughs> You're grounded. There's a scene where he, um, Jesus has got the cross and the, the weight of it is just too strong for him. Oh. And, uh, and he collapses on the side of the road and his mother is watching him. And they do a flashback to Jesus as like little four-year-old Jesus. And he's running and playing and he falls and, and like skins his knee. And his mom runs over and she holds him and she, you know, cares for him and calms oh, him no. down. And then she watches him fall with this cross on his back and and she goes to run to him and she can't get to him. No. And you're just like, oh, gosh. Yeah, I forgot about that part. No. I think I blocked that one out because that one did kind of get me a I remember, I remember my parents, my parents went with their church group and I remember them coming home and like, not wanting to talk about it. Yeah. They're like, I, I would, my dad particularly was perturbed 
by the experience. They both were. I'll tell you, like, I bought the DVD of it, and I've never, we have it, and I've never yeah. watched it. I don't think they've watched it never either. Watched we it. totally have it, and I don't think we've ever seen it. I don't. Now that I think about it, like the the movies that I've seen that portray Jesus, the as Christian marketed movies. Uh, I think for the most part they do pretty well. Uh, when the Son of God came out, we got some promotional stuff here at the church that was like study guides, discussion guides for that movie. That's neat. And it was it was it was kind of neat, but it was interesting because like the very first question was you know show this clip of Peter and the boat and different things like that. And the first question was you know read this verse from the Bible where it comes from. How is this the movie? How is the scene in the movie similar to this? How is it different? And it's like oh should it be different? I guess. Is it, yeah. yeah, it should be Look, similar. Cause... Yeah, it should be mostly similar. I guess. But uh, but but not too bad. Uh, Christian movies can be a little bit cheesy in in general. Um, but I think if you're sticking to the scripture, there was a movie that came out. It was called Matthew. Uh, I remember they were big and they sold them on TV on like these box sets of VHS tapes. And it was the entire Gospel of Matthew, uh, word for word. Like they put the scripture, the the scripture oh, wow. verse reference in the oh. lower corner of the screen. Oh wow! Every word that was said was straight from the Bible. So even the parts where like Matthew was just talking and narrating, right. And it's not like something happening. It showed Matthew, genealogies. Yeah, it showed Matthew as an old man, and he's oh, dictating these things to the kid that's writing them all down. Yeah. He's, like, there's one scene at the beginning where he's doing the genealogy, and he's like quizzing a little kid. Oh, that's know? cool. So it, that's it, interesting. Yeah, that was a really interesting take. But the guy who played Jesus, and I, and he he did such a wonderful job because to me, like, he always he was always smiling. Like even things that Jesus said, like in the Beatitudes and stuff like that, where he's like, "You've heard it said this," and and he would come up to somebody and he would put his hand on their shoulder and he'd say, "But I say," Aww, and then he would like, no. it was ex- like super personal <laughs> Jesus. Like, yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I want him to be my youth pastor." You know, like <laughs> I want, I love this Jesus. He's my favorite. He's my favorite. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that, but you know. But yeah, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of interesting books, uh, Bible Bible movies. Uh, Prince of Egypt was really great. They did a follow up to that, the Joseph one, which was nowhere near, it was nowhere as, near as good. visually yeah. impacting yeah. as musically impacting. The Prince of Egypt was a work of art yeah. on so many levels. Yeah, and then the Chico, jo, jo, Joseph, Joseph and the King of Dreams, King of Dreams. was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. They they didn't really put a whole lot of a. Uh, they, for the first one, they had a whole bunch of professional actors. For the second one, they just had all the voice actors the, the, of the, the day. The moms of everybody it was like in the, the studio. Uh, it was like the Aladdin uh, and the Return of Jafar version. Yes, of, exactly. Of, of the Prince of exactly. Thieves, or uh, Prince of Egypt. Uh, but the, the there there was um uh, we watched um we watched one a couple weeks ago uh, we had a film night where we watched or it was a couple months ago where we watched Exodus Gods and Kings. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Which uh, we we gave everyone in the in the room a flag, and it was like when you see something that you want to call uh, you know bullcrap on, you got a flag to throw, and we'll pause was, the movie and we can talk about it. Wasn't very far. Enough. We were out of flags in like thirty minutes, like yeah. for the whole movie. Dang! Uh, it was. Did, yeah. Were you there for that? No. It, yeah, it was. What, what really bothered bad. me again? The most I don't was... want to see my Moses be Batman. And I, well, I don't care about that, but I don't want to see him. I don't. I don't want to see my God be a little boy. And I don't want to see God be uh, Clint well, Howard from the Corbin Might Maneuver. Awkward. Um, yeah, no. I haven't seen this movie. See, I generally avoid these movies for the most part, I, I heard, simply because I don't. I just. I heard I Noah know. was pretty bad. My dad. My dad. They is, laughed. My dad sent me the Exodus movie. Uh, he he said, "Hey, watch this. It's interesting. You know, tell me what you think." But uh, and my dad's not—he doesn't really have a Christian background. He's—he he grew up Catholic, but he's—he's he's not a uh, practicing believer at the moment. Uh, so pray for my dad. And uh, but and then when Noah the the Noah one came out, he goes, "Yeah, I'm not sending you this. This movie's stupid." 
He's like, there, there's rock monsters in it. I'm pretty sure that's not in the Bible. I'm like, yeah, I don't think there was rock monsters in the Bible. Now that I think about it, um, I uh, I never want to read a book after I've seen a movie because I never want to project those actors as the characters. I'd rather let my imagination sort of fill in the gap. And now when I read, well, like when I read uh, the Lost World Jurassic Park, yeah. It was uh, Jeff Goldblum. There was no way around yeah, it. Yeah. Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum, same person. But when I read it the first time, totally different guy in my mind. So mm-hmm. when um, when I first read Harry Potter, it was actually this is funny. The my mind projection of Harry Potter was the kid from Jurassic Park three. I'm first first one I thought of was because I saw like the guy from uh, I saw Jurassic Park three as I was reading the book. I think maybe not in that. I don't know, but. That was just a person who I put to the character in my mind. Gotcha. Like, cause when they described him, that's who I first thought of. So, uh, so that's that's sort of our talk on on books and movies. If you have something that maybe we missed, something that we needed to add to the conversation, uh, you can throw it out at us uh, at Nerd of Godcast on Twitter at Nerd of Godcast on Facebook, uh, or you can even check us out at Nerd of Godcast on Periscope. Sometimes we get on there and we will talk about things, uh, but not very often because there's a lot of creepy people on Periscope. But if you're on there, we love you. Uh, we are sure that you're not stalkers or strange people, uh, unless you are. Uh, but Jesus uh, loves you anyway. Jesus does. Jesus loves the stalkers. He really does. Um, Funny. We're uh, this week on our uh, best thing ever. Uh, the next challenge that we're going to have after them versus King Kong is the Balrog from yes. Lord of the Rings yes. versus Dragon Form Maleficent. Joleficent from jo- uh, not jo- Joleficent, Maleficent from uh, from the Sleeping Beauty cartoon, not the Angelina Jolie. Balrog. Uh, look Balrog. at my pretty wings Balrog. remake. So uh, you get online and you're going to vote for that this week for our best thing ever. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight for this little one-shot episode for the uh, Nerd of God cast crew, the absent but nonetheless lovable Quentin Neff, uh, of course, producer Stevo. Adios, people. And the uh, the Jersey Tomato, uh, Tori James Line. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will talk to you guys Bye. next time. Thanks for tuning in. My little pretties fly. <laughs> <Do-do-do. That's... laughs> Is that how we end? Is fly, fly, you fools, fly, fly you fools. fools. How do we get to London? We fly, of course. Pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah. Fly like an eagle. Jeez. That is the second Lord. song you've butchered this episode. <laughs> what was the first one? <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> Stuck I, I in like... the middle with you. <laughs> Stuck in the middle. Stuck in the middle with you. I knew what it was. That was, was. much better. Yeah. Much better <laughs> Good night, everybody.